Joining us today is Janelle Getman, Director of Events and Communications for Genesis Women's Shelter and Support, to discuss best practices for talking about domestic violence on social media and beyond. I'm Maria McMullen, and this is Genesis, the podcast. Janelle, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Maria. Thanks so much for having me. I'm really glad you're here. And you are leading communications at Genesis. um, And there's always a lot to dig into about our mission and to serve survivors and educate the community about abusive relationships. Mm -hmm. So to do that, at least in part, Genesis uses technology, right? Um, And through our website, genesisshelter.org, and also our social media channels, And that social media presence is really important because it is often one of the best ways to reach an audience. But posting about domestic violence on social media is not like other industries. It's a challenging and complex topic that addresses multiple audiences, including the community at large, but also survivors. So I'm hoping today we can offer our listeners some guidelines and best practices on how to talk about domestic violence and really set up those communications for success. So that being said, help us understand how Genesis talks about domestic violence in its digital space. Yeah, absolutely. So the purpose of leveraging social media for nonprofits and for Genesis specifically is to raise awareness. We also want to create a safe space online and reach that broader audience that you were talking about. We engage with a lot of different people and we post a variety of images and topics and statements. And we try to always think about first, how would our clients feel? What would survivors of domestic violence think about Genesis? Will they feel supported when looking through our newsfeed? Will they feel safe to call our helpline um, and work with our counselors and advocates? And so we always try and post, comment, use imagery that supports those main concerns. Um, that's our biggest goal. So uh, social media and anything digital really can be very visual, right? So how do you work with images, videos, and other visual information to illustrate the impact of domestic violence to educate and support rather than use like negative imagery? Yeah, absolutely. So there is definitely a balance in sharing statistics and infographics and also just images and people's faces. Um, At Genesis, we choose to share images that depict the hope and healing that is possible. The last thing that we want to do is post anything that might be triggering to survivors or to anyone coming upon us on social media. And we also don't want to participate in the sensationalization of survivor stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes uh, perfect sense. I know. um, Do you have some best practices then when you uh, like use certain language or certain images? Like what is the process you go through to select that information? Yeah, I would say that it's the same kind of way that we do everything at Genesis. We always want to remain client-centered and trauma-informed. And so although I'm not a therapist or an advocate, I try to work through that same lens. um, And I definitely count on 
those support systems within Genesis, our directors of advocacy Mm -hmm. and helpline to make sure that I'm communicating in ways that they're communicating so that when someone sees something on our website or when they hear something on social media, it's going to look and feel the same way as their experience when calling the helpline or when meeting with their counselor. Yeah, that that is a great point, is that it should be consistent, right? And it's not just Mm -hmm. about branding, but that's really important because Genesis has a brand that it really has perfected over you know, the past couple of years. Um, it's, but it's not just about that. It's about consistency across the agency of messaging and how we talk to survivors and what language we choose and what images we choose to represent the issue of domestic violence. Absolutely. And I think that we walk the walk. Mm. So we are that example in the community for friends and family members or people connected to survivors in some way. Um, we, we want to model how to talk about domestic violence and the type of messages that we choose to share. So when survivors are looking for resources, you know, maybe they're just trying to gather information and they're not ready to talk to someone or they've talked to anyone, you know, at at any other agency or or, um, even at Genesis, what's better? Is it to access it through social media or through websites or is there another way? Yeah, so we try and keep our resources and channels of contact open so that whatever whatever is best for that person, they can they can get in contact with us. Whether they Google resources and they're looking on their preferred social media platform or they want to call versus text, they can connect with Genesis. And I think that's super important to meet survivors where they're at. It's a really difficult thing to come forward and and even to just decide within yourself that this is something that you are experiencing. And so we want to make sure that we encourage communication across any channel that might be comfortable for that survivor. So, but in terms of resources, like getting uh, information, learning about domestic violence, I know on genesisshelter.org, we have lots and lots of information. Can you kind of walk us through what's there on the website? Yeah, so there's going to be a variety of resources for survivors themselves and for friends and family members, too. So there are statistics. There are examples of what is domestic violence? What does this look like? What are the different forms of violence that that are experienced? And those are all found on our website. They're also a part of our social media bio. The link in bio, we have a link tree built in. And so on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, anyone can click on that link and it will take them to a tree of all these different resources and ways that they can get connected to us, whether that be to seek information, to connect with us to receive services, or just to find out how to better support the survivors in their life. Um, and so uh, I'm glad you brought up the link tree because that's an important like best practice, right, for Absolutely. social media um, that others, other agencies can actually follow. Uh, and we're going to come back to that because I want to go back and talk about some of the things that you said about the resources that are on the website, such as the different forms of abuse. Mm-hmm. And so uh, a lot of times 
the resources on the Genesis website spill over into our social media accounts. So I know like right now, this is October 2022. We're, we're in the middle of Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And we have uh, some social posts out there right now. I, I think I saw it on Instagram um, that kind of outlines the many different types of abuse that a person might experience from spiritual, financial, physical, psychological. Um, all of those things are are kind of uh, highlighted there. And then all of that ties back to the website, which is can be accessed through the link tree that's in the bio, let's say on the Instagram account, which I think is a really smart way to set it up because it's an easy way for people to get back to, you know, more extensive information about the topic or to get help. Yeah. And I believe that, you know, it's a sense of empowerment as well, that we're not making someone call or ask us for these resources. We are readily sharing these resources and this information so that people can learn about it for themselves. And I think that that you know, goes back to our core mission of providing empowerment and dignity back to people that this has been stripped away from them. Um, we're providing them all of these resources. They are free. They are easily accessible. And I think that's really important. And I think that that is something that I really appreciate about social media is that maybe someone hasn't quite decided that this is what they're experiencing or maybe they aren't ready to reach out for support, but they can still get information and resources and learn about what they might be experiencing or learn how to better help their friends or family members that are going through something like this. Yeah, I I mean, you're absolutely... Right. So domestic violence, intimate partner violence, any type of abuse, sexual assault can be difficult topics to discuss or even just read about. And there is, but there's a lot of hope at Genesis, right? Um, for you, what, what is the most effective way to strike the balance of that sense of urgency about the issue while also being encouraging and inspiring hope? Yeah, I think you know, I'm very lucky. I'm at the outreach office. And so I get to see kind of both sides of that spectrum. So I get to hear about all of these success stories, um, you know, clients that are finding a lot of support and healing through our programming and services. And then I also get to hear about all of the new ideas and new ways that we can continue to support survivors and and do it better. And so I think that I try and split it up almost week by week and make sure that each week I'm giving our viewers and our social community something that they can learn from and learn about. So we're raising that awareness. We're sharing numbers and statistics about this very real issue Um, and the continued need for services. You know, we constantly face wait lists um, regardless of what type of service or what type of support people are seeking. Um, The demand is very, very Mm -hmm. real. Um, And so... I continue to share about all of those things as well. And then I love being able to share through the imagery and through the posts um, the hope and healing that is possible and that I get the privilege of witnessing every day. What kind of feedback do you get from, uh, you know, survivors and other people about uh, the information shared on social media? 
Yeah. Um, I think that we don't get a ton of feedback, but I think that that is a good thing, honestly. Um, I think that that means we're sharing the right kinds of things. We, we have people, you know, we have our super fans. I see their likes and their comments and their engagement Mm -hmm. across everything. And that just speaks really highly to the support that Genesis has in the community. We, you know, Genesis has 30 years of a good name in this, in this, um, community. And I feel so lucky to get to be a part of that organization. And so when we do get feedback or comments that, maybe someone didn't feel supported. I appreciate the opportunity to then reconnect them to our organization or chat with them via DM and, you know, maybe help point them to resources in a different way. Um, But for the most part, we just feel a lot of love and support from our community. Um, And I think that it's good that I don't necessarily see a ton of survivor feedback that is negative. So we use a lot of video too, uh, on our social media. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I'm always delighted that, you know, every night when I catch up with my social media, there's somebody from Genesis talking about something, uh, related to our mission and who we help today and so on. Um, you know, how do you use that video to kind of just continue the, the mission? Isn't it, is it like an extension of the mission? for Genesis or an educational tool? How do you see that? Absolutely. I mean, I think of social media as an extension of our mission. And that, that brings us back to, you know, the beginning when you were asking why or what we post. Um, and so I look at that with every single thing that we share on social media is, does this ring true to the mission of Genesis? Is this showing our support um, for survivors? Is this letting the community know that we are a safe place for survivors of domestic violence. And, you know, that string runs through everything that we do, every decision that I make with, in regards to our communications at Genesis. I'm always trying to measure it back to our mission and make sure that it, it ties to that. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Now, for survivors... Sharing their personal experiences can be very healing and very empowering. What advice do you have for survivors about sharing their stories from a place of empowerment while also considering their own safety? Yeah, so survivors, you know, their story is theirs to share. Um, I do see, you know, I've been doing social media and communications in the nonprofit realm and in gender-based violence for the past five years. And we have seen a shift since the Me Too movement Mm -hmm. and a lot more people are coming forward and sharing their stories. And I do still see those deep roots of sexism, misogyny, patriarchal values that lead to not believing and not supporting survivors. And so my biggest piece of advice is just to make sure that you are protecting your mental, emotional, and physical safety. Um, And each person gets to choose that and decide that for themselves. Um, But know that that myself and and accounts like Genesis, we see you, we believe you, um, and we thank you for you know sharing your story. Is social media really valuable to the survivor and to their experiences? 
I certainly believe so. Um, It is important that survivors' perspectives can be heard and considered, and social media opens that conversation of many, and it can lead to an increased understanding and empathy of others' experiences and situations. So uh, when Genesis creates a safety plan with a survivor, does digital space kind of factor into that safety planning and how to use it wisely? Oh, absolutely. You know, I can't speak to that specifically since I'm not an advocate, but I know that our advocates definitely talk to survivors about this. And social media is such a double-edged sword, right, Mm -hmm. where it can be such a positive and good experience, but it is also a huge tool that abusers use against survivors. And so it's definitely something that needs to be considered when safety planning. And if you are in an unsafe relationship, um, it's definitely something that you can talk to your advocate about, talk to your counselor about, um, and they can advise you on best practices because there are so many tools out there Um, that are fantastic when in the hands of good people and that are extremely detrimental when in the hands of abusers. Yeah, you you really said it. Um, And that brings me to another question about, you know, kind of social media and cyberbullying. Let's talk about teens for a minute because they're more likely to be the most active in digital spaces and can experience higher rates of uh, digital dating abuse as well as cyberbullying and online stalking. What does Genesis have in place to support teens through both safe social media and technology use if they or even a friend experience dating abuse or violence or sexual assault? So we certainly understand that social media is one of our biggest opportunities um, for outreach with youth. We share statistics and information that is written a little bit differently about teen dating violence to raise awareness. And we also cover those different types of abuse and how it can look like you were talking about that post um, that we put up yesterday on social media that details the different types of abuse. We want to make sure and talk to teens about dating violence in a way that that is similar to how they will experience it. And so we talk about cyberbullying. We talk about um, emotional abuse and, you know, why you shouldn't be isolated and why all of those different things that might seem more obvious, I guess, to adult survivors that our teen survivors are just not prepared for and not aware of. Um, and so we like to share all of those and again, link it to our website. And I also believe that having that text capable helpline, um, is not only a safety measure for women who aren't in a safe space to make a phone call. Um, but it's also important for us to be text enabled and to answer those direct messages that we receive on Instagram, because this is how young people communicate. And so we need to make sure that we are not only present on all of those channels and in all of those platforms, but that we are communicable through all of those channels and platforms because that is how young people communicate. And so we need to make sure that we can meet them where they're at so that they can get those resources that they need. We have fantastic programs like STAR, the Students Tackling um, Abuse, and you know, getting involved with youth 
um, young adults is incredibly important so that they are aware and they are empowered. So whether it happens to them or it happens to one of their friends, they know that they can go to Genesis and that the tools and the resources are available to them. Yeah, I, all of that. And I want to mention the phone number for the helpline as well, um, because you, you mentioned we do have text-enabled support by phone or text uh, at 214-946-HELP, 214-946-4357. You can call us any day or night. Teens can contact us through that line as well. It's not just uh, people over 18. And um, we do have lots of information on the website about teen dating violence. Um, Teenagers and college students are probably the heaviest users of social media experience a large majority of the online type of relationships and thereby need to know what those best practices are when they're talking uh, or hanging out with people on social media, with gamers using text. Um, I like what you were talking about when it when it comes to manipulation on, on you know with text messages like love bombing and and controlling someone like you know you have to text me as soon as you get home or you have to text me this many times a day uh you know just beginning that cycle of power and control through technology which can thereby extend into face-to-face interactions yeah location sharing you mm-hmm. know when is that when is that healthy and when is that controlling yeah, that's another really great example. I'd love to know the answer to that. When is yeah. that healthy? <laughs> when is that controlling? I think it, it may be obvious, but you know, it's healthy when it's uh, someone close to you that needs to know where you are or they're going to meet you and they need to know where, where you're going to be. But 24-7 location sharing with somebody that you really don't know very well or, or that you do know very well and probably doesn't need to know where you are 24 hours a day is, is probably not a good idea. Yeah. So for your own safety uh, and, you know, the healthy relationships, developing healthy relationships, we do have tons of resources on the website, through our social media, and through all of our partners as well, like the National Domestic Violence Hotline. Yeah. Um, one more time, our website is genesisshelter.org. Uh, you can reach us at 214-946-HELP-4357. Janelle, thank you for talking with me today. Thank you so much, Maria. Attention Spanish-speaking listeners, listen to the end of this podcast for information on how to reach a Spanish-speaking representative of Genesis. Atención hispanohablantes, escucha este podcast hasta el final para recibir información de cómo comunicarse con el personal de Genesis en español. If you or someone you know is in an abusive relationship, you can get help or give help at genesisshelter.org or by calling or texting our 24-7 crisis hotline team at 214-946-HELP, 214-946-4357. Bilingual services at Genesis include text, phone call, clinical counseling, legal services, advocacy, and more. Call or text us for more information. Donations to support women and children escaping domestic violence are always needed. Learn more at genesisshelter.org donate. Thanks for joining us. I'm reminding you always that ending domestic violence begins when we believe her. Genesis, el podcast, anuncia servicios bilingües disponibles en Genesis Women's Shelter y Support. Si usted o una conocida está en una relación abusiva, puede recibir ayuda o dar ayuda 
a genesisshelter.org o por llamar o mandar mensajes de texto a nuestra línea de crisis de 24 horas al 214-946-4357. Servicios bilingües de Génesis incluyen mensajes de texto, llamadas, consejería, servicios legales, asesoría y más. Llámenos o mándenos un texto para más información. Siempre se necesitan donaciones para apoyar a los, las mujeres o a los niños escapando de la violencia doméstica. Aprende más a nuestra página de internet en genesisshelter.org barra inclinada donate. Gracias por unirse con nosotros. Recuerden que el terminar la violencia doméstica empiece cuando creemos a la víctima.